remember what the Lord thy God did unto Miriam, by the way. There's another time that we're told to remember something uh, that came to mind, and that's when uh, the Lord Jesus said to remember Lot's wife. And so when we're told to remember things, it would be good of us to sit up and take note and at least look at the passage that it's referring to and meditate on it. There's something here that is worthy of our attention. And so what this law is referring to when it says remember Miriam is referring to that passage in Numbers chapter 12. And Numbers chapter 12 is the account of when Miriam and Aaron, they were speaking against, or at least thinking um, in their hearts, against Moses. And so Miriam and Aaron, brother and sister, sister and brother of Moses, and they were complaining against him. They didn't like uh, this situation with him marrying an Ethiopian woman and... um, and they were saying things like, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Is, is, is Moses the only one to whom God is speaking and working? And so this was obviously heard by the Lord. And the Lord uh, came down in a cloud, verse 5, at the door of the tabernacle, and he had something to say. And the Lord is saying in verse 6 that he speaks to others, prophets, in dreams and visions. But my servant Moses, verse 7, is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently. That means openly and not in dark speeches. And so Moses had a very special relationship with God. And uh, here they were, his, uh, his siblings, they were uh, speaking against Moses. And in fact, in verse 3, it says that Moses, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And so this is actually, uh, <clears throat> Moses is, the way I understand it, a picture of Jesus Christ. Uh, who else was meek but the Lord Jesus? And he says that to his disciples, Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. There is none meek uh, like the Lord Jesus. And so when it says here that the man Moses was very meek above all the men upon the earth, it at least reminds us of the Lord Jesus Christ, does it not? But uh, the story goes on here. And after that the Lord had spoken to Miriam and Aaron, the cloud departed off the tabernacle, verse 10, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And so Aaron looks upon Miriam, and behold, she's leprous. And what does Aaron do? And I believe this is the part that we're supposed to remember. This is the part that we're supposed to take away from this episode. Aaron intercedes for Miriam. Aaron says to Moses, Alas, my Lord, verse 11, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us. 
wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And what was the result of that intercession? Moses then cries unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord does. The Lord heals Miriam. Basically, um, answering the prayer of Moses, answering the intercession of Aaron. And so if, if there's anything to learn, in this, and there's probably many things to learn in this passage, and I'm not suggesting that what I have here to share is the only thing to remember, but we are told to remember Miriam. And what struck me was the fact that leprosy in the Bible is, is always a picture of sin. It's a picture of sin. It's something that is awful. It's something that is contagious. It's something that separates us. And it's something that cannot be healed naturally. It's something that we're ashamed of. It's something that, um, that we're always trying to conceal and cover. And it usually ends in death. And so it's a picture of sin in the Old Testament. And so what we see here is leprosy breaking out upon Miriam. And, of course, there was sin involved here. But then Miriam became leprous, white as snow. It had broken out on her skin. And it was something that had become very open and obvious. And as I was meditating upon this, friends, I was just thinking that, you know, there are people in our lives that we know, maybe family members, spouses, you know, these were, these were family members, Miriam and Aaron. And there could be a situation where they are in open sin. And it's certainly not concealed. And it's something that has become very loathsome to those that are around them. And it is something that we would say is unclean. What do we do with people that have this broken out upon them, that are living in open sin, that we want to stay away from really naturally, that we want nothing to do with, that we consider to be um, a contamination to society. And they may, like I say, be even in our own families. What do we do with such people? I believe that the lesson to be learned here is intercession. That is what I have been struck with. And you, you will notice that in verse 11, the way Aaron intercedes is instructive. Because, you know, he was just as guilty. But he was not, he did not become a leper. It did not break out upon him openly. But he puts himself with 
Miriam. He says, we have done foolishly. And he says, we have sinned. Miriam is the one who is now struggling with this um, open, if I can say it that way, open sin, open contagion, the loathsomeness, the uncleanness. But the intercession of Aaron, he lumps himself in and he doesn't just say, Miriam, he says, we, we have sinned. And when we intercede for people, people that are perhaps in open sin, open rebellion, we have to be willing to acknowledge our own sin. We have to be willing to not just say, that person over there needs help, Lord, but we, we have sinned. Lord, we have done foolishly. And it r- reminds us, doesn't it, of the prayer of Daniel. In Daniel, in Daniel chapter 9, that great prayer of Daniel. Now, Daniel was a righteous man. But he confesses his sin. He uses the word we all throughout his prayer. We have sinned. We have done foolishly. We have done wickedly. And it says at the conclusion of his prayer, Daniel chapter 9, verse 20, that when he had concluded praying for his sin and for the sins of the people. So it wasn't just some um, mock thing where he was just using that word we. I mean, he was confessing his own sin. But he was interceding. And the same could be true of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1, if you study that prayer. He uses the term we all throughout there as well. We have done wickedly. And I suppose you could make a case, well, these men were not really uh, the ones involved. But actually they are because, and we all are, because we have all sinned. We may not be breaking out in open leprosy. And we may not be the ones um, with this loathsome public thing upon our lives. But we all have contributed to the judgment of God in one way or another. And if we're not willing to acknowledge that, we have sinned. So the lesson that I learned here when we are instructed to remember Miriam is that we do, what do we do with people who are in open sin and open rebellion? and open leprosy. We don't shun them, we pray for them. The lesson is intercession. We pray for them. And the way we pray for them is that we include ourselves as part of the problem. You know, I find it interesting that in Job chapter uh, 42, after all of what Job went through, and after all the affliction that Job received, really at the hand of his friends, It says there in Job chapter 42 that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. That was the the moment, the pivot, the time that the Lord saw fit to turn the captivity of Job. It was when? 
when he prayed for his friends, when he interceded for his friends, Job was justified to probably be upset with them. But he prayed for them. He prayed for them. And friends, I I just want to learn the lesson for myself. I want to be an, an intercessor. I want to be one that prays for people. Even my enemies, my detractors, those that criticize, those that hurt. Um, you, We need to pray for them. And we need to include ourselves as the, the cause of God's uh, displeasure. And the hope and the prayer is that when we do this, when we play the part of the intercessor, just like Job, the Lord will turn, I trust, our own captivity. So remember Miriam. Miriam.